Look at this coming in with a side piece. Guys, this is the Witches, Magic, Murder, and Mystery Podcast. Hey, I'm Kara. And I'm Megan. And someone just rang my doorbell. What? What? What is happening? What are we doing? As if I want visitors. (laughs) Right. Why? Don't they know you're podcasting? Probably. That's why they're here. Okay. So this story was sent to us by email from one of our listeners, Victoria. But I'm going to wait till the end to read you her email because okay. it will it kind of tells you the spoilers. And I don't want to spoil it yet. Okay. Okay. So first off, do we have anything we need to talk about? Actually, I don't know when this episode will come out, so there's probably no point in us talking about much. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm always like, do we say this? But when and people are going to be like, man, they're behind. This won't be. Yeah, this won't come out till sometime in March. So, All right. First off. I would like all of you to give me a huge gold star because I had the foresight to email and ask Victoria how to pronounce the last name of the person in the story. <gasps> what? <laughs> Which I, I know. I'm growing. This is growth. It is. It, wow. And to be clear, I was absolutely going to pronounce it wrong. It's R-E-I-S, which I just thought was Reyes, mm-hmm. but it's Reese. So. Oh. Because, of course, it is. And if yeah. I had thought it was Reese, it would have been Reyes. So that's the world I live in. Okay. On July 4th, 2015, 27-year-old Stacy Reese hopped in her car to head to visit her grandfather. He was in the ICU at a nearby hospital, and he was dying, and her family was going there to say their goodbyes. Okay. Stacy's parents were already there, and they expected her to arrive around 7 p.m. Now, 7 p.m. comes and goes, and her mom thought, well, something must have come up, like maybe Stacy had car trouble or something. Then Stacy's brother and his wife arrive at about 9 p.m., so it's two hours have gone by since they thought Stacy would show up. And there's still no sign of Stacy, and her mom was like, did you see your sister's car along the side of the road or anything? And her brother's like, no, we, you know, we didn't see anything at all. Hmm. We didn't see any sign of Stacy, no sign of Stacy's car. Yeah. So now everyone's really worried. But they also needed to be there with Stacy's grandfather, who I believe was Stacy's mother's dad. Okay. So they give it another hour, and then they call the police. And luckily, police treated this seriously right away, which is a nice surprise. Yeah. Her family also went ahead and posted on Facebook, letting people know that Stacy was missing and hoping that someone might have seen her or talked to her. So once people started hearing that Stacy had disappeared on Facebook— her friends and family began searching for her right away. Now, her immediate family is at the hospital still with the grandfather, right? Right. But other friends and family, they start traveling up and down the road that she would have taken from, like, from the home to the hospital. Okay. And still, no sign of Stacy or her car anywhere. Oh. Stacy's grandfather passed away at 1 a.m. that night, mm-hmm. which I just can't imagine— Losing your parent while also dealing with the fact that your child is missing. Stacy's parents, and I assume her brother and sister-in-law too, had to stick around a couple more hours just to deal with all the things that have to be dealt with when someone dies. And that must have been torturous to just wait and like wanting to get through all that because your little girl is missing. Exactly. In a Facebook group post, Stacy's mother wrote that Stacy's dad wanted to go search for his baby girl right away, but... They knew that there were already a lot of people searching for her and they weren't finding anything. It was also the middle of the night. It was like 3 a.m. by the time they left the hospital. And they knew, you know, we're just going to have to wait till the sun comes back up before Mm -hmm. we're going to have any hope of finding anything. Yeah. 
On that drive home, they saw a burgundy car, which is the same color as Stacy's, pulled over on the side of the road. So they get real excited. And then as they pull up behind it, they realize it's not her car. Oh. And I just can't imagine how, like, the roller coaster that was, you know? Yeah, exactly. So her mom was like, we went home that night and we couldn't sleep. And I'm sure they were just hoping she would show up at home or call or whatever. And then this whole time, they're also dealing with the loss of the grandfather, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. At about 4 a.m., Stacy's mom was able to get in touch with MasterCard to see where Stacy had last used her card. And that helped them kind of narrow it down to a smaller stretch of highway. Yeah. Meanwhile, Stacy's friends stay out there searching, which I think just really speaks to what a great person Stacy is to have made such an impact on people. She has friends who literally stayed out all night long searching for her, yeah. refusing to give up. Yeah. Then at around 7.30 in the morning, the morning after she had disappeared, uh-huh. a group of her friends is traveling and they walk, they pull over and they start walking along the side of the highway. Because this is a kind of a side of the highway with lots of bushes and they're just kind of looking. Mm-hmm. And one of them looks over the side of the road down a cliff and spots the underside of a car about 40 feet down. And they start screaming her name and like scrambling down the cliff. And they're like, Stacy, Stacy. And then they hear her go, hello. Oh, my God, you found me. You found me. And I'm just like chills now, even though I have read this story (laughs) and I know what it said. And it still gives me chills. So it's a little after 8 a.m. when they find her. Okay. And there wasn't any cell service in this particular area. I kept, when I was reading it, I was like, why didn't someone call her cell phone? But it's because there's no cell service. So somebody had to like drive as fast as they could to get to where they could use their phone again so they could call an ambulance and call Stacy's parents. So here's what had happened. At about 6 p.m. the night before, Stacy had stopped at a store on her drive to see her grandfather. And that's the last thing she remembers, finishing eating this ice cream cone that she'd bought there. And the next thing she knows, she's waking up in her car and the cup holder and her seat are above her. Oh. So, like, the car is upside down. Yeah. She's not. Her cell phone was plugged into her charger, so she kind of takes the cord and pulls it to get to her phone. Yeah. And she sees that it is 6.30 p.m., so she's lost, like, 30 minutes. Okay. And her phone had no service. Okay. So Stacy stayed, stayed like that, pressed against the driver's door of her upside-down car for the next 14 hours. Oh, my God. The car had crashed down a 40-foot embankment hidden from the highway. Ugh. She has no memory of how the crash had occurred. It left her with two broken legs, a broken pelvis, multiple rib and spine fractures, and several broken bones at her feet. Oh, my God. Ugh. But she was alive. Yeah. Wow. Now, Stacy is a nurse. Oh. She probably didn't need to be a nurse to know that this was bad. Yeah. Like she could look at her legs and tell they were pinned at a really bad angle. Right. But being a nurse, she knew if she didn't straighten her legs out, the blood supply to her legs was going to be cut off and she was going to end up losing her legs. Oh. So what I'm saying here is that this woman who just woke up in her upside-down car at the bottom of a 40-foot cliff with multiple broken bones sets her own broken legs here. Oh, stop it, stop it. I know. She prayed first, asking for strength, and then she lifted her legs and physically straightened the broken bones. Oh, my gosh. That gives me chills. Later, she said it was quite painful, which I would like to nominate for the biggest understatement ever. Oh, exactly. 
And doctors said that doing this likely saved her legs from having to be amputated. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Like, what a badass woman. Yeah, heck yeah. She said that when she was in that car, she couldn't see much outside, but she just felt really calm and confident that she would be found once the sun came up. Because she knew her family had been expecting her. They knew what road she would have traveled, and she just knew they'd be looking. And she was right. Wow. So once her friends found her, they broke the windshield and peeled it back so they could get to her. And then they held her hand while they waited for the rescue crews to show up. Jeez. Firefighters had to use the jaws of life to pull Stacy from the car. And then they pulled her out the cliff on a stretcher, which she said was I really scary. Was and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. She's so like, I don't not. remember my crash. And now you're putting me through this. Right. Where I might fall out of the stretcher. Yeah. So obviously, she had to go through a lot of medical procedures, blood transfusions, a bone graft. Oof. Both of her ankles had to be fused. Then it said that she went through 12 operations in the year after the accident. Oh, my God. They said that her feet were basically mostly broken bones, so they had to do a whole lot of work on them to get them back to where she could use them. But today, she's married. She's working as a nurse again. It took a couple years before she went back to nursing. She's walking, and she's just known for her incredible, positive attitude. And she's also really known for her faith in God. I didn't talk about it throughout their story, because I just wanted to give you the details, but she credits a lot of her journey to her Christian faith. Like her parents prayed, the people searching for her prayed, she Mm -hmm. prayed, and then she was found. And that's kind of, we just recorded a Patreon episode, you guys, but I was talking about how, as complicated as my own feelings about religion are, I do have a lot of admiration for people who find that kind of strength in yeah, it, exactly. and the faith that they have and prayer and that they have something like that they can turn to. Right. So let me read you Victoria's email because it is so cute. She says, <laughs> what's up, my witches? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how much you will find on this story to make it a full episode, possibly only enough for a side piece, but for how positive this story ends up being, I feel it's up your alley. Aww. And I just want to say it makes me happy that she... Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that that's what we're putting out. Right. Okay. So she goes on to say, Stacy is my friend's sister and her story is absolutely amazing. Truly a mystery to me on determination and sheer will to survive. Right. She was heading home from a trip to see family when she went missing. I remember all the Facebook posts asking if anyone had heard from her because she didn't make it home around her designated time and no phone calls for hours. My goodness. Thankfully, she was eventually found, but she'd been in a real bad car wreck, stuck with serious injuries, and found after 14 hours by friends who had been searching for her. Wow. She had two broken legs, broken pelvis, and other internal injuries, but somehow enough composure to set her own broken legs in the mangled car. I still... I mean, I I know. (laughs) This was big news in my home province. It makes you wonder if you would have been able to do the same thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's it, right? right? It totally makes you wonder, would I have been able to do, like, would I have survived? Would I have been confident and calm? Would I have been able to set my own legs? I would have probably been afraid of making it worse. I would have, like, the EMTs would have gotten there and I would have been, like, cut them off. (laughs) Just cut them off. Just take them (laughs) Whatever you need to do, if those are going to be less white for you, just go ahead. Cut them. <laughs> I don't need them. It also, I think another thing about it is it gives you the idea that it can be done. Like this story exactly, tells right. you like this is survivable. Right. And I mean, I know that most of us will never end up in the exact situation that Stacy was in. Yeah. But 
we will likely find ourselves at some point in a situation that feels hopeless. Yeah. And I just feel like Stacy's strength and attitude can serve as inspiration for us when we're facing like dark, hard things. Yep. You don't have to give up or give in. You can just have faith and hope, you know? Yep. And I love that. So it's so sweet. I just think it's great. I just, it's an incredible story. And she has continued to just be a light to everyone who knows her. I know. Which I also That's what incredible. I was going to say for her sister's friend to write into us and be like, listen, like this, she's touched lives. Like, I think she needs to touch yours too. Like, here you go. Here's her story. Yes. I think it's incredible. So there you go, guys. Yeah. Little side piece action. Nice little side piece to kick off our Tuesday episodes again. That was a good one. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back Friday with another episode. Yeah, we will. All right. We love you. (laughs) So much. Goodbye. Goodbye.